welcome back to Shout Scratch. You're listening to episode 79, Prescribed Personalities. This is a podcast brought to you by the BMJ and sponsored by Medical Protection, where medical students, junior doctors and expert guests come together and discuss all the things you need to know to be a good doctor, but that you might not get to our medical school. I'm Pat and I'm recording from the studio at the BMA house. Um, I'm the editor of Scholar here at the BMJ and I'm also a medical student at Anglia Ruskin University. And today I'm glad to be joined by our friends Lily and Nikki. Lily, would you like to introduce yourself? You know, I knew you'd ask me because I'm always first. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I actually haven't noticed. Um, but I'll, I'll do it anyway. Yeah. Um, hi, I'm Lily. I have just qualified uh, from Barts, which is in East London, and I'm going to Somerset and then I'm going to Bristol. Um, so I'm in the midst of moving and transitioning, which is a bit stressful, but overall fun. Yeah, thanks for making time. Yeah, thank you for inviting me. Stuff that you're doing. And yeah, and Nikki, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, hi, I'm Nikki. I just got my results yesterday, so I guess I'm a final year medical student at the University of Manchester. Congrats. (laughs) Yeah, nice to have you back on the podcast. Always nice to be here. And, and I'm also delighted to introduce our very own BMJ and health expert guest, Miss Clara Munro. Clara, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, why do I feel like the geriatric guest? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, children. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hi, I'm Clara Munro. I'm the um, editorial registrar at BMJ at the moment. Um, and I also work as a uh, general surgical registrar in the northeast of England in Newcastle. Cool. Thanks for coming on the show. No worries, it's nice to have a trip out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and for this episode, I thought we could talk about um, whether you should show your personality at work. Um, this stemmed from a conversation that I've had uh, with a friend who's been in this situation. So I thought we could start with this thought experiment. Um, imagine you're in the surgical theatre and you're the medical student who's come in for the um, shadowing surgery and you've been asked to select the music for the sur- surgery um, so what um, so what would you do What which of the following would you do would you choose the music that you like would you choose the music that you think the surgeon would like or would you choose the music that the team would like I think I would put the music on that I like but not because that I am like really proud of like really comfortable within who I am in every environment but because I think I would, wouldn't want to be judged by my music taste I want to choose music taste that is actually my taste because I think I have good taste does that make sense <laughs> yeah. so I choose a song that I think I like but also that they're going to be like she's cool she's really cool yeah. like what <laughs> oh um <laughs> like what, what do I now think is actually cool no. mm. um I mean I like kind of anything quite camp but I don't know if actually that would suit a surgical theatre. I mean, I think it depends on the vibe. If it was like a like slightly sad surgery, probably like some Laura Marling, I think that would be really <laughs> the vibe. If it was like cheerful and upbeat, maybe like Scissor Sisters. Cause Sorry, like I'm just going to say, what is sad surgery? <laughs> As in like, you know, there are like, there's times when there's like a slightly more morose vibe okay, I'm not, yeah. not going to list them because it's going to bring the tone down yeah. you know? <laughs> but like, there are yeah there are surgeries where you don't need like funky disco <laughs> camp yeah fair enough yeah what about you guys yeah Nikki let's say no. I'm the surgeon right, yeah, yeah. I was, was going to ask you your yeah, choice was... and my choice would be the same so I think yeah. let's exclude that let's say yeah. it's an old white man <laughs> <laughs> no I was going to say it does depend on who the team are and I guess you're mm. making some 
biased judgments then if you're yeah. like looking at the team and trying to guess what you think their music taste would be. Mm. Um, in my experience, it's almost always been the radio. So I've just yeah. turned mm. it on and it's just been whatever radio station was already playing. So I haven't actually ever had to make that decision I probably would put on like smooth FM or something (laughs) just something that's like inoffensive Mm. I think you need instrumental like mostly instrumental so I think like Mm. jazz and classical which are Mm, for the most part instrumental I think that works better as if you have something with like really really lyrical and like I think that would be a bit stressful yeah Mm. what do you put on Clara yeah you're the surgeon (laughs) and also what would you have put on when you were the student yeah I was like I didn't go to theatre that much when I was a medical student. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what that says about my choice of career. Um, so, Pat, I think when you asked me this question like weeks ago when we yeah. first discussed it, I've been thinking about it a lot. And now really? I'm like, yeah, because now when I'm in theatre, I'm like, Pat asked me that question. So, generally, um, I put on most of my bosses are like in their early 40s. Mm. And so, we often end up listening to like, early noughties indie so there's been a oh, lot of like kings good. of leon and like the killers and like the killers. crowd pleasers yeah like, i think oh, crowd yeah. pleasers is the way forward you don't want to go something that's like really divisive yeah totally but that said often i actually think about what the nurses would want to listen to because oh. there's only one surgeon and there's about yeah often can be about six or seven nurses in the room so i'm just mm. like i don't know any like cool music so if i just go on spotify on the top 40 <laughs> is your impression of the nurses that they like cool music they're top 40, 40, people. They're top 40 people they're okay. top 40 girls okay yeah so i'm guys. just top 40 girls exactly i am not a top 40 girl i, w- <laughs> I kind of wish i was a top 40 girl but i'm really not i just if it was my choice i'd be like this is when i was looking at mickey over the table like oh, what you're thinking i'd be like two to three hours of taylor swift please yeah. <laughs> no I'm i sure agree I with those choices. i was waiting for one of us to say nobody that. else wants to listen to that <laughs> that's what i meant when i was like not device yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I think it needs to not be too sing-alongy because then like yeah, everyone's gonna be singing struck. along i don't know if that's like oh i don't know i always sing along oh okay fair you're, you're always surgeon she's the expert yeah I actually often put on karaoke bangers. Fun, <laughs> that's fun. Like self-created playlist. I feel like the noughties indie works well because the lyrics are very convoluted and so you, no one can take them too literally. Whereas if you take something like Taylor Swift where it's like, mm. here's a thing that happened to me specifically on this day and here are the things that I did, I think that's a bit intense. I love yeah. this Theater. podcast has already gone into delving into Taylor Swift's <laughs> lyrics. <laughs> I think you need convoluted men singing to a fairly upbeat beat. You're so right, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's why that often is, like, the common choice. Mm. But Pat raises a really interesting point about, like, surgeon-specific because I feel like the minute you walk into a theatre, the volume and type of music playing, you get the vibe of the operation. I know Mm. I laughed at you about saying sad surgery, but you're so right. Like, if it's a very intense, like, Mm. sad operation, nobody's playing, like... Taylor Swift. Yeah. Pride 2022. <laughs> which okay, is another right. of my favourite playlists. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've mostly been in gyne theatre, which is why my reaction mm. is like, I don't think we're going to be playing music. Whereas I guess if you're in like, what's a fun surgery? I was thinking actually, of, I remember once walking into orthopaedics and okay. they had like Bon Jovi on yeah, really yeah, loud. Yeah. And I was like, this is a stereotype, yeah. but I love it. It's like a little hand surgery. That's quite cool and fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's really interesting. And just kind of using that as an example to kind of having a look at um, how you choose which side of personality to show at work. I wonder if you 
I don't know, if you, do you adopt your personality a bit when you're um, on placement or at work or do you just bring in your own personality and don't tailor it to depending on who you're working with? Um, I guess like with an example is that um, I've got a friend who's from East London and she's, whoop, whoop. yeah, woo, rapping East London. <laughs> and she's got East London accent. Um, nice. But so whenever she speaks to patients or with consultants, she would put on this like customer service voice, very articulate. Mm. But whenever she's speaking with me or with her friend, she would switch on her East London accent. I mean, I'm not really that familiar with the East London accent, so I don't know. If Lily oh, don't look at me. <laughs> East London accent, I really couldn't even begin. I like, like Cockney. I feel like, I feel like yeah, South London. Like in I mean, it, yeah, old school, it. like Hackney, I guess you've yeah. got like Cockney. Yeah, I... Nowadays, you haven't really... I love a patient. I love hearing people's patient voice. Everyone <laughs> has one. And, like, you can know somebody for absolutely years and then you can work with somebody and be like, oh, my God, sorry, what was that <laughs> you, voice? Yeah. It's like hearing your mum on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> mum, why are you trying to pretend to be yeah. someone else? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I always walk into situations, maybe not always, I tend to walk into situations thinking I'm going to be a certain version of myself. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm like a bit more polished, a bit more articulate, usually slightly posher. And then maybe like 20 minutes in, the illusion breaks and I just can't help but be myself, which is not any of those things. (laughs) I always wonder if that's, are we putting on a front or is that just a version of ourselves? And that still probably has bits of our personality in it. But it's just your yeah. like that's professionalism, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. There we go. It comes back to Sharp Scratch's favourite topic. Yeah. <laughs> I think it depends how it makes you feel. Like I think if maybe your friend, if she leaves those situations and feels that sort of like the like weight of oh I wasn't myself, mm. I didn't present myself correctly. I think that is like not good, and we should be like tackling that. Whereas I very rarely feel like ashamed of mm. kind of who I am. Like I don't have to be because mm. I'm privileged. And so I wonder if that's kind of the difference between yeah. whether it's a good or bad thing, who you are in those situations. Yeah. And also, mm. again, something that I think we've spoken about on Sharp Scratch time and time again, but it's so important for patients to see themselves in us for mm. like representation. So if we're all molding ourselves to what we think is professional and trying to make ourselves sound the same and act the same and dress mm. the same, then do mm. patients get that representation or do they see themselves in us at all? Or do we mm. yeah. separate ourselves? And who are we acting yeah. like? Like, who is it that is yeah, the professional the... doctor that we're trying to act like? I don't know. Mm. I'm assuming the blueprint is, yeah, old, white, middle-class man. But who <laughs> do I have in my brain? I think I probably have, like, an amazing lecturer I once had. And I think... <laughs> but she was, again, like, so much more, like, slick and posh and older than me. So I think I think actually it's age. I think I try and act older. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. so true. Thing. And I just can't, I can't do that. And so, like patients will be younger than us and then they don't want a patient, they don't want me, a 23 year old being like, I'm going to act like I'm 44. Like, mm. I, that's just not hot, is it? I, I actually, <laughs> <laughs> and then the 44 year olds are hot. Yeah. They're all hot. Every 44 year old is hot. Me acting like I'm 44 As the old person in this hot. room, we're just going <laughs> to step in there. Uh, I actually sometimes feel the opposite. Cause I think um, I went to med school in Newcastle and mm. I've obviously lived in Newcastle since, well, not obviously, I have lived in Newcastle since then. It's like 13 years since I moved up to the northeast. Mm. But I lived in the southeast of London and then. Um, Kent for like the whole of my life and 
people in the northeast will automatically hear a southern accent and assume that you're a bit posh. up yourself and mm. posh and i actually feel like i really have to be like i'm not, not that posh, posh honestly yeah. i went to a normal school and i <laughs> came from a single parent family and you know like of course like i went to medical school that's a privilege in itself but i also don't want to think that my patients can't relate to me because mm. they think i'm you know exactly like you said like this weird sort of homogenous professional doctor Mm, um so yeah often find that i the things that i say and the way that i relate to patients i really try and bring that away from not just being about like how i look or how i speak Mm. i think it's trying Mm. to find the balance between like what you said professionalism which doesn't necessarily mean pretending to be something it's just a different version of yourself with the fact that patients do want realism and they want a real doctor Mm. but they don't actually want you they're not coming to have coffee with you they are coming for you to be their doctor and finding that balance Mm. I assume is like the job of a lifetime yeah yeah Yeah, for sure and do you think patients sometimes maybe code switch a bit when they go to a doctor like they're trying to sound educated and not their own self um I think I think it'll be easier to try to guess what they're trying to say with their agenda when they speak in a different language if that makes sense yeah that's so true actually and I think that code switching thing it depends where you're seeing them as well because often when patients go to the GP yeah. they've had time to think I'm going to my doctor or an outpatient clinic well sometimes they have a list of things they have yeah. a list say, yeah. yeah whereas like oh patients that you see at 3am in A&E they're just like I have no time or space yeah. for not being absolutely myself at the mm. moment and yeah. you sometimes get like moments of absolute honesty and I often think mm. one, of the, one of the privileges of like being a doctor is you can sometimes ask patients anything and they will give you an honest answer and they will tell you something that they might not have even told, like, yeah. their closest family mem- yeah. member. And I'm just like, okay, yeah, maybe you are putting on a polished version of yourself, but equally, mm. that honesty, like, I mean, you, I think you sometimes you just have to acknowledge, be like, thank you for telling me that. Mm. Yeah. Like, maybe I didn't want to see those five pictures of your poo, but cheers. <laughs> <laughs> People love to show pictures of their poo. Oh, gosh. When did that become a thing? I've never that experienced that. I think that's that. Yeah, I think that is a <laughs> general search. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess one of my other question when I was thinking about this was that... Um, do you, do you think, say, when the team leader is of, of a personality, do you think other people around them try to maybe morph into a similar person? So, you know, so that you're kind of trying to please your senior or whoever's signing you off? Mm. I would absolutely say yes. I think you, especially at our age and, like, in the modern medical environment, I think the cool, like, regs who are very much, like cool ones tend to be well they tend to be like very like politically aligned they're usually quite feminist they're quite trendy they listen to cool music um what else they like they might say they have like acronyms of things they usually have quite a fun accent something like that Mm. like they're they're usually just quite cool Mm. and I think people around them will usually big up those sort of cool parts of them which is maybe different to like when an old consultant who like listens to Radio 4 you become a different person with them with that reg I think I try to be even more vibrant than I usually am, which actually usually ends up then appearing as kind of manic, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I completely agree. I think that's really true. And when I can't do it, I, I can feel myself getting anxious. I, I, I think it's so, like, that happens in life all the time, right? Like, yeah. 
you moderate like what you say and yeah. what you do. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. there's things that you'd say in front of your mum that maybe you wouldn't say in front of like your teacher at school mm. or like, you know, someone you work yeah. with. Um I got told once um, by somebody that, like, I had too much personality for surgery. And I do often think about that. I'm like, what do you mean too much personality? Like, personality is just, like, it's a dis... It's not, like, a binary thing. It's not, like... It's also not a scale. It's not, like, how much of it you know. But actually, then I worked with... um, And to be fair, until that point, never really worked with any female surgeons. I'd never really experienced any female consultants like there was the odd reg but um the next job I went to she was like oh where did you work last and I told her and she was like oh god I bet they told you that like you had too much personality for surgery and made you feel like you shouldn't be it." and I was like yeah and she was like they told that to me too but look at me now yeah. <laughs> screw them all I was like oh brilliant yeah. so I actually think like you sometimes I mean that's why representation and diversity yeah. is like at the top of the tree is so important because actually I think Mm. having somebody there to be like um here this is you look at me reflecting it back Mm. rather than being like I'm weird or I don't fit in but I do think there is always going to be someone that's the canary in the coal mine in that situation Mm. and that female surgeon she was the only person like her going up I'm just like balls to you like Mm. I wish that I I think I would just like yeah leave and be like I can't do it there was no one like me I think you're right that it happens in every situation like the comparable experience is like going to a party with my cool friend and she like I meet her cool friends and I'm like oh gosh like that feeling of like I need to be someone a little bit different right now it's that sort of feeling was in in that moment I can decide either way I'll probably be fine either Mm. way and make friends either way yeah but there is that sort of innate feeling within you of pick me like I'm, I'm like you yeah <laughs> there's that meme where it's like when you accidentally use personality a with your like personality <laughs> b group friends <laughs> oh, yeah. like, who yeah, are you that sounds like perfect description one of my friends once um after a night shift decided like this happens a lot in hospitals and it's a bit weird but after a night shift loads of people go and have like a boozy brunch oh, but then she decided to go back into the hospital <gasps> after and, the brunch. yeah but like not to work obviously no. to buy like all of her friends on the ward a coffee and she's just like honestly the thing that lives rent free in my head of like an experience of like fear and hell is how like I was my true self just on the ward like who wants a caramel latte and she's like I will never ever do that again and that was a terrible idea <laughs> That's probably good. <laughs> we'll discuss a little more about personalities at work, but that will be right after this. Indemnity. You've probably not given it much thought, but it won't be long until the risk of claims and patient complaints becomes all too real. Whatever lies ahead, you need experts in your corner who offer indemnity and a whole lot more. That's why it pays to be with medical protection. There's our free membership during your medical school years, our wealth of training resources to help you become the best doctor you can be, and our international experience that protects you during your elective, no matter how far from home you end up. In fact, there are many reasons why our members worldwide trust us to support and protect them throughout their careers. And if you're looking for one more, every week, one lucky new joiner wins £200. That's the average student weekly spend. Just join for free, and you're automatically entered into the draw. That's why UK medical students choose to be part of medical protection. You can't blame them, so why not join them? Visit medicalprotection.org to find out more. 
Okay, back to the show. Yeah, and I guess, so when you're at medical school, you kind of learn about professionalism and these like doctor qualities that you're supposed to adopt. Um, do, you, do you think we all, uh, do you think um, there's a certain, I suppose, like standards of doctor qualities that people adhere, adhere to or people put kind of your own spin to it? I guess so, because in some ways in OSCEs and things, we're measured on our personalities, mm. right? Like you're supposed to be, isn't it that like most OSCE examiners decide if you're going to pass or fail within the first 30 seconds, like yeah. based on the impression of you and really? how you come across, how you introduce yourself, how you hand your ID card to what them. What your and, skin colour is. Mm. Yeah. Gosh. So I guess there must be to an extent, because mm. they're measuring you, rightly or wrongly, based on a certain list of qualities yeah it's I, I can't I don't even think it's as like as like prescriptive as that mm. sometimes and I'm gonna make a horrible admission here but sometimes when a medical student comes up to me and is like hey can I play with you on the ward today um, <laughs> I decide within 30 Already. seconds if I'm interested or not and if they if they come up and they're just like not interested or not engaged or like I can't even like I can't give you specific descriptors but if somebody is there and there I want I'm sorry I'm gonna have to use the word vibe but if the vibe is good I'm immediately like yes come to theatre with me you seem interested like I'll kind of take you under my wing and I think that that's probably the same thing that comes across in Oskis and what what tends to be good vibe and what tends to be bad vibe without naming anyone it's got nothing to do with clinical knowledge, I'll tell you that. Sure. Number yeah, one. Good. <laughs> good to know. Number yeah, two really is um, if I think that they really don't care mm. and they're not interested mm. or not respectful to patients mm. or like the learningness, uh, I'm like, I'm. Uh, there's no point in being mm. here. Whereas if they're like keen, but not too keen. Yeah, I just think if somebody is just like, hey, I'm really interested in this. Can I come and see it? I'm like, yeah, brilliant. Because mm. quite often, um, like, especially as a surgical registrar, because I think a lot of people often think like, oh, surgery, shit, and I'm not going to do it. Like, end of story. I'm like, okay, <laughs> fine. Like, to be fair, I did think that as a medical student. Um, if somebody is just like, if I offer to take someone to theatre and say, do you want to come and see this thing? And they're like, mm. yeah, I'm like, okay, mm. don't bother. Like, I'm that's it. Like, mm. yeah. Okay. I'm trying to think as a patient. Lily's taking notes. Yeah. Well, I'm taking notes and also I'm thinking like I've definitely been in, situ- in situations where like a surgeon has been like, do you want to see this thing? And I'm like, mm, do I want to see that thing? But they're usually they're like, you're coming in. Like they make me because they're oh, like, I'm going to punish you by making you watch this oh, thing. Which no. is, I mean, I don't that bad. If I really wanted to leave, I'd leave. Mm. Um, and actually usually people forcing me into theatres as well have actually yeah. had good experiences because mm. I just interesting. instinctively don't walk yeah. into a theatre. I think the thing with mm. surgery sometimes is if it's coming right up to exams, the amount of time you would need to spend in a theatre, mm. you're not going to pick up that many marks per hour yeah. as you would yeah. if you were revising. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I know it's not about that, but if it's like the week before your exams and you're being forced yeah, into theatre time and you know you don't want to do surgery, yeah. then I've seen people kind of be like, like I was in a operation with myself and a clinical partner and they were like oh medical students you can both scrub in and I started scrubbing in Mm. and the girl was like I don't I don't mind not scrubbing in I just I'll stand here Mm. um because she wanted to be able to just slip out Mm. I think that's fair I think 
historically medicine had much more surgery in the curriculum and mm. you had to have your bachelor's of surgery that was like quite a big mm. thing my mum always like jokes about how I know no surgery at all but now because our degree is essentially bachelor's of medicine mm. with a sprinkling of do you know what a suture is <laughs> yeah. I think we can manage without it which is a shame because I think medicine is inherently tokenistic in its curriculum because you don't have time yeah so I mean this is a massive tangent obviously people don't yeah. want to go to theatre sometimes not because they don't want to kind of respect what you're interested yeah. in but also just because on the ward you probably could do yeah, more prescribing and drug calculations yeah. exactly i think i've i think i've distilled it a bit better i think it's anyone that comes with a sense of entitlement i'm like yeah do yeah. not come at me yeah. with this yeah. because actually i think people forget like I don't want to be like, I'm really busy and my life is so hard. Like, I love my job and I love teaching medical students because I love my job. Like, I'm like, come and let me show you the magical world of surgery. And, like, if you're not interested in that, absolutely fine. But I do also think if somebody's like, you have to show me this, I'm like, nah, nah, yeah. sister, you know, I don't get paid for this. Yeah. Um, I also. I'm going to have to spend an extra however long at the end of the day doing extra stuff because I've taken time yeah. out of my day to show you this. So if somebody's, like, not interested and they're a bit entitled, yeah, I think it gets everyone's back up a bit. But. Yeah. Question then, would you say you change your personality for the students? Or would you say you're yourself? Oh, definitely. Do I, as in, do I change my personality when I'm talking to students versus when I'm talking to my consultant? Yeah. Yeah. Like, which one's more you, though? Oh, the students, probably. Yeah. Because I feel like... I mean, I'm not as, like, much of myself as I would be if you saw me in a bar at, like, 2am on a Friday night. I'd be in bed, you're right. Thank you, Nikki. Um, Thank you for reminding me the real me. Um, No, but I... But equally, like, I think when I'm... Like, in the same way as medical students are like asking for me to train them maybe or help them or show them something I do that with my consultants like my training relies on my boss being like I could do this operation in 20 minutes but I'm gonna have to show you and it may or may not take two hours and that is takes a lot of patience and it can Mm. be quite miserable so yeah um yeah I guess because you're asking them for something right yeah it's exactly different different comes a bit transactional yeah Yeah. it is quite transactional you're like please train me I will buy you a coffee (laughs) I was thinking about the entitlement thing because my brain was going, what, like, is professionalism to a patient in, like, a good way? Mm. And a big thing in my mind is when I see fellow students who are really nervous still in clinical environments, I think that's really unprofessional. Mm. I think that's what medicine tries to make you, is make you confident and clear and concise. However, I was then thinking, it then does go a bit too far because we all know the medical students that are then just arrogant and they're awful <laughs> everyone knows the faces yeah. at the moment are knowing um, yeah. and that's too far so again it's like trying to be confident but not too confident trying to be clear but not really curt trying to be cons- oh, it's hard and I just yeah. think like, there isn't an easy blueprint and medical school I actually think does try the best it, it can like I actually have mm. like amiable thoughts about medical school curriculum in general mm. but it's never going to get it completely right and that's when you have no. to actually do a bit of work yourself. And that's probably because it also differs from person to person as well, to how that manifests itself yeah. as to how, how you show that you're yeah. confident and so confident you have to but figure not out, arrogant. I think, yeah. Which takes a lot of like clinical experience and then I think your friend's being like, you sound like a twat when you say that. Don't say that. <laughs> Don't and then you're like, like, oh my gosh, you're so <laughs> yeah. right. I've had that so many times every year in Oskis. Yeah. Not in, in Oskis, in practice. No, when you no, practice with your friends. No one wants to get the... Uh, 
get the nickname of the professor as my oh, form. No. Oh god, <laughs> that will not be me at all no. because oh there is god. no risk of that over. <laughs> no, <laughs> my brain isn't big enough. It's not even brain though. No, it's I know. Like, I do know what you mean. Yeah, but I think like that comes back to personality. Some people just are more cocky, aren't they? Mm, yeah, and I think also like. I've definitely spoken to people who are like, oh, when I met you, I thought you were an arsehole. And I'm like, oh, what did I do? They're like, you didn't have to speak. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> That's you carry yourself. Then it's fine, because now I like you. I'm like, okay, thanks. But That's I do stressful. think, like, sometimes who you are, you're not going to be able to completely, like, mitigate the whole of your personality. And okay. there will be, I mean, again, one of the best pieces of advice that I was given just before, actually probably the same stage as you, Lily, just before I started F1, um, was from a a surgeon who I now have worked for, who I love. And he said to me, the thing is, Clara, you're not beige. And he was like, because you're (laughs) not beige, you are going to polarise some people and some people will just not like you. Mm. And actually, that was a really good thing to hear because I think I was such a people pleaser and Mm. I was like, how can I make everyone like me? Mm. My personality is like, as everyone's is is my personality and you can't please everyone all of the time as long as you're being professional and not yeah. being an arsehole to your colleagues mm. it's probably okay <laughs> and as you were um, talking I was just thinking I wonder if this starts from when you're being selected at medical school you know mm. like when you're going through MMI sort of yeah. interviews you know they give you stations like um, um, your neighbour's cat well, you just run over your neighbor's yeah, cat. You need to one. like break what? the bad news. Yeah, have now that's MMI that's questions. That's like the classic now. MMI station. I did not is have it, that. What is MMI? I didn't have. Who oh, is MMI? <laughs> Multiple mini interviews. I'm it's so like the OSCE old. version <laughs> of interviews. It's horrible. horrible. Yeah. It's, it's just like an OSCE but you with interview stations. You ran over your neighbor's cat. And you just the, break the, the, the bad station news. is you just run over, or you you found the neighbor's cat running. Sometimes it's not your fault. Sometimes you just have to tell them. Yeah. Basically, it's breaking bad news, but not telling a patient they've got cancer because you're 18. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather do that than tell anyone I'd run over their cat, I'm not going to lie. But then sometimes the stations are just speak to this person and ask them questions. Mm. It's not Mm. not even specific at all, but I guess it's for them to judge your character, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, what is... is, What's the purpose of that? Yeah, are they trying to figure out if you can already break bad news? Because that would be pointless, because we're supposed to be learning. It's about empathy. Empathy, honesty. I think they really want you to tell the the patient who is it neighbour what happened yeah. whereas I think a lot of people instinctively I think I don't know if I instinctively in real life would be like it ran in front of my car but do you yeah. know what I mean whereas I think they want you it to was think not my to be fault. like it was my fault yeah that's so true mm-hmm. which actually is probably quite a good thing to weed out it in MMI and maybe it's just demonstrating that like weird invisible thing that we've been talking about the, the vibe the vibe yeah. Yeah. The, whether it's, it's in Aussies or when you meet someone vibe. on the ward you're just like there's a thing there and I can't I honestly I couldn't, the vibe. couldn't put it yeah. into descriptive terms and I think medical curriculums like you say they do try and like give you descriptors about that but those it, it's you just see somebody and you're like yes I would want you as my doctor or but what worries me is that some patients will want certain people as their doctors yeah, exactly. and you, yeah. will want, you will like certain students and not others and other people will like those students that yeah. you don't like and what worries me is that we try and make this one vibe mm. in like make medical all medical students into one vibe mm. and not all patients and not all doctors will respond yeah. well yeah. to that mm. 
And how do we kind of say, here is a vibe. It's quite mm. a good vibe. <laughs> choose it if you want to. <laughs> However, here are other variations of the vibe, yeah. which you could also choose. There's so many vibes oh, you can choose. We need a vibe check in professionalism <laughs> <Yeah>. teaching. <laughs> vibe check, That is the moral yes. of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm the king of medicine, I will make that <laughs> Give a vibe check. <laughs> yeah, so I, I thought like, so I guess at medical like select being selected at a medical school stage i wonder if yeah the panel already decided what specific vibe they want their medical students to be mm. and would that weed out students from other with different vibes that could be more representative representative yeah. of the um yeah. the patients that we treat i wonder if it's like lily was saying each individual doctor might prefer different yeah. so that's maybe why mmis or having a panel rather than just being interviewed by one person mm. might make it better it probably mm. won't remove that completely but you would hope that then they would have different people who would have different vibe Five, preferences yeah. for one of a better just way. climbing back onto my soapbox about yeah. diversity again but i think that they, if you have yeah. diversity in your exactly. panel yeah. then yeah like not everyone is going to be the same of course they're not that would be horrible mm. can you imagine the world we'd live in so like you know diversity of like thought as well as all of the other like yeah. characteristics that will mean that people are selected more Hopefully, so yeah. on the basis of like varying nuance rather mm. than just like you are this one person that we all want. Whereas like typically, like when I, I don't know, I'm trying to, did I, I did interview for medical school. I was like, did I interview for medical school? I think everyone was white on that panel. And mm. there was one woman and four or five men. It's huge. Yeah, yeah it was Gosh. a big panel. I think about that now and I'm like, that's bad because mm. those people are going to be from probably from much more of like a, you know, selecting group of people. And they may or may not have liked me and they're great that they did and I got into medical school, but like that's not yeah. representative and therefore the people no. they chose are probably not representative yeah. either, right? Yeah, my panel interview for Barks was actually completely not why I had three, like, I guess, healthcare professionals and then one student. But I guess that mm. was also kind of representing mm. East London mm. and Barks. But I don't think Barks as a whole is good at any of that sort of thing. I mean, historically, all for the diversity. Mm. Um, I think, what was I going to say? I was going to say, I think there are some medical schools I know that film OSCEs, so then, mm. then students can, if they say, my mark was unfair let's say for whatever reason they can then go and review it and i wonder if any medical any medical schools do that based on they do the stats based on gender race mm. your accent you always think your height this. i don't know I, I would love to look at all that mm. data yeah and like kind of see if they standardize and assess whether yeah. any of their examiners are a little bit prejudiced in any way even unconsciously i always mm. think about this i always think about the night before my oscars i always straighten my hair and then I kind of think, oh, really? why do I do that? And then I think, oh, it's because I think I look tidier and more professional. Yes. And then I, it's like, this time I was like, whoa, where does that come from? Like, why do I think that my natural hair yeah. is I think you should go as full Tina hair. Yeah. <laughs> next, uh, Tina Turner to the next Oski. But yeah, it's... Well, I always wear skirts and dresses on placement. That's just like who I am. And I often have a moment in my Oskis of being like, mm, am I going to do it? And I often mm. don't. I often do wear I the trousers, wear trousers that I never yeah. wear on placement oh. because I don't want them to be like, oh, she's wearing a dress, she must be a girl, and therefore not a doctor, you know? A lady doctor. Oh, a lady doctor. It's a different type of doctor. Uh, yeah. So I wonder if we that could be pushed for, that sort of, like, statistical analysis. But then I yeah. then worry about the kind of downfalls of that as well. Yeah. I guess Oscars aren't, I mean, they're called objective 
<laughs> they're not objective are they my, no. my medical school don't film them but they just mm. renamed them to no longer have the word objective in them we now call them ccas which are clinical oh, competency oh, assessments so they say you know they're not you're right they're not objective someone might give you a different mark to the next mm. examiner but it's just about assessing whether you are overall safe at doing this thing yeah. mm. that's interesting so yeah they've just decided to like hold their hands up and be like no it's not objective but <laughs> it is still a good way of assessing you I'd love to know if like the people that I perceive as being annoying students or annoying doctors which is usually like your like classic arrogant man I wonder if they do better or worse in OSCEs I was thinking that oh yeah like I don't know if I I wonder if they do do better or if they do worse I, I I wonder if like, translates I've to got patients. a friend who fits into that yeah, friend, yeah. using so. the word friend loosely who fits into that category <laughs> An acquaintance. Um, who is often marked down yeah. for See, I was thinking arrogance. I had a suspicion you know really? in OSCE yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait, well, once, once got a major fail in their OSCE <gasps> because of um like lack of empathy. The system is yeah. not broken. No, no, no it's coming exactly. back. Great to hear. I think it might be shifting. <laughs> So, because I guess as time goes on, more doctors are women, or more doctors are not old white men, mm-hmm. and then again, more examiners are going to be of not that ilk either. So then, yeah. slowly, as you said, the diversity improves, and the fact that the um, the actor of the patient also gets to give some feedback. Yes, it's also mm-hmm. so important. Mm-hmm. And our actors are genuinely like they. I think our medical school tries really hard to make our actors very diverse. diverse. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're I think, brutally honest. Because their feedback—sorry, so, no—I was going to say their feedback is so important. Mm. Yeah, because ultimately, like, if the patient wants to use their doctor, that's that's the tick in the box, really, yeah. isn't it? But what I was going to say is, you, you, the, what you said about uh, measuring diversity—you can't really measure diversity no. of personality, can you? No, true. And actually, you it's know, just controlling for isn't it? If everything else, we can't really do it. Yeah, because people that, like you said, people that I find a bit irritating, other people might find like very reassuring. There isn't like a ubiquitous <laughs> whether your personality is it's good like, or bad yeah. essentially good or bad yeah like old ladies love arrogant male they doctors. love it they, they love it, it. Oh, it's so annoying <laughs> they do so I hope you weren't pointing at me when you said old lady <laughs> this old lady does love not love arrogant doctor <laughs> let me tell you this is when we talk about measuring personalities reminded me of the personality test insights thing that we had to do at oh, BMJ right. so yeah. when we started working at BMJ so Clara and Pat have done this as well yeah. we do a personality like, test okay. that mm. um, puts you into colours and you get you get a certain percentage mm. of each colour and I we also got done this before, really? we also got one that was yellow, your exactly. natural personality oh, yeah. and also yellow your personality at work mm. yeah, yeah. 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 it gave, it gave well. you the percentage difference because I remember mm. mine was I think it was blue, which is like very organised and stuff like that. Was re- quite low naturally, mm. but my my percentage up. increase of like mm. how much I actively try to be organised and like pay attention to detail. It doesn't come to me naturally, but I put it mm. not oh, put it on at work, but I really try quite hard at that. It's, but yeah, I'd love to do that. I feel like I did. I feel like I'm a yellow. Me yeah, I was, was going to say yellow. Lily's a classic oh, okay. yellow. I, I was what quite yellow. What does that mean? <laughs> it, yellow, like, yellow, yellow is optimistic okay. ideas. It's big picture yeah. vision, yeah. like that kind of. Yeah, I, I was yeah. very yeah. I was somewhere between yellow and green. I think. Ooh, because yellow green. Yeah, green was people. 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 Per, like you like people. Yeah, like something affiliative. To do yeah, like bringing the group together. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and then red is like. Fiery, fiery red so yeah, you're actually that's what Clara is I'm like oh my god who's red <laughs> are you red 
But what I was going to say that. with that is that, isn't it that every team has di- it, different colors. the ideal team would have different people of different yeah. colours. Everyone mm-hmm. has different strengths and, and different people work well together based on like a balance of personalities mm. and things. Are there and only four colours? There are, but then yeah. it's like a wheel. So you can be, oh. and you get a percentage for like each colour. So that, yeah, so you can be like 60% yellow, like 40%. Okay, it's something like that. I'm sure there are major issues with this framework. Oh, obviously. I'm it not sounds amazing. I'm not yeah. yeah. No, but I was just saying, it just, this conversation reminded me of when we got that 40 page report that was an analysis <laughs> of my character. I'm such a narcissist. I'm like, analyze Tell me, me yeah, about myself. Yeah. All about I'm myself. exactly the same. I'd read a book about myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's really interesting, Nate, because um, actually, if you go onto their website, you can see that there are different jobs and indeed mm. different medical specialties mm. that tend towards like certain colours or colours that tend towards certain so surgeons classically are red. I was just going to say this because I was talking about this this week earlier with someone and they were saying that every surgeon they've met is very confident in their mm. character and then I the person I was speaking to wasn't a medic and I said that but wouldn't you want your surgeon to be confident you wouldn't want them to be cut, cut yeah, into 100%. you like elbow deep into your abdomen and be like oh I'm not <laughs> sure <laughs> I don't know which one to go yeah so I was like I guess what's the big picture we've spoken about it in specialty stereotypes episodes before Mm. about the kind of chicken and egg like do you go into a specialty because your personality suits Mm. that specialty or do you become like that when you're surrounded by those people and it's probably a bit of both Mm, definitely Mm. yeah you couldn't have like like the they they always say like one of the main things about surgery isn't even actually the technical skills obviously like it's technical skills but you could train yourself to do that I'd like to think Um, (laughs) nobody like picks up needle holders and is just like oh my god look at me I just took a curl out Um, (laughs) apart from me Um, no but it's about the decision making and actually if you're somebody who like really needs to like talk in a group and you're very affiliative about your decision making you're going to struggle much more to be a surgeon than somebody that's just like, make a decision, deal with the consequences, blah, blah, blah. Um, and is also very impatient. <clears throat> <laughs> At least you're self-aware. Yeah. Painfully so. <laughs> I think I need a village to make most decisions. I need to take an opinion, opinion from everyone. A little poll. Instagram close friends it's not even close friends Nikki <laughs> everyone public everyone sorry I just felt special <laughs> I mean I have exceptions I, I can make I, I, my friends will know I can be the opposite of that sometimes yeah. but for the most part that's how I'd like to make my decisions yeah I am going to be a surgeon that, I will be, be happy to <laughs> yeah you're not like solid on surgery I'm not going to be a surgeon it's difficult to get the village consensus while you're <laughs> just just the audience calls yes yes okay okay <laughs> no yeah I guess as we're just rounding the episode up um uh, wow we- <laughs> I'm quick. flies when you have um yeah I guess going because I think having had this conversation I think it's changed how I would present myself at, on placement because I think um, on placement I, tra- I try to like vibe with whoever is trying mm. to sign me off yeah trying to vibe with them yeah. 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 what are you doing this yeah. dating yeah. tricks yeah. I'm into that too yeah. <laughs> tell me about it I can't <laughs> no yeah I've yeah, but I think it seems it seems like um, just go with whichever you're more comfortable with, right? Or yeah, I guess whichever works best um, with you when you go on placement uh, in terms of displaying which side of your personality. 
I think whatever version of you is the most comfortable mm. whilst being professional is usually the best one because patients will respond well to your confidence and your colleagues will respond well to like, oh, this person knows who mm. she is and knows what they're doing. Yeah. And I think also like knowing your own values is so important. Yeah. Like I don't think... God, this makes me sound like such a drip. But, like, I don't really think I knew, like, what I believed in as a doctor, like, the bigger cause. And actually, there was a lot of things that I, like, let slide or, like, I walked past in my first couple of years. And, like, to a certain extent, that's fine because you're so busy, you're just trying to survive. You, Mm. like, you can barely pee, let alone, like, challenge somebody. But I think also, like, if you genuinely believe in something and you consistently are, like, oh, I'll have that, you know that person will say this thing to me and I don't like it and I'll just let it slide again and again and again. It erodes you. And I do think, like, mm-hmm. knowing your personality and your values yeah. um, and also just being able to be like, mm, sorry, I'm not comfortable with that or this is my boundary yeah. um, mm. is so important um, for self-preservation because it's it's a long old journey being a doctor. So <laughs> you don't get that right. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know how to, like, finish the episode. With a song. I think it's clearly yeah. Nikki singing Taylor Swift. Yeah. not going to Maybe a bit of the Taylor Swift rap. Yeah, what's oh, that? Yeah. Oh, like, is I've... it in Shake It Off? Or... Well, there's quite a few songs. Oh, no, you... I was actually thinking Mad of the bridge friend. from Cruel Summer. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I don't know these references no. at all. <laughs> You're not Taylor Swift super fan. No, sorry, Nikki's yes. actually in the top 0.00. On Spotify. 0.01%. You're really outing me here. <laughs> Notice I was staying quiet. <laughs> That's all we have time for today. Thanks for joining us for this episode. If you like our show, I'd love it if you could support us by leaving a review on wherever you get your podcasts or share with the people that you know. Tell your friends about it. That really helps people to find the show. And keep in touch. I love hearing your thoughts on the show, especially trends you find interesting in medicine or in med school right now. You can find us on social media. We are BMJ Student on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. If you would like to hear other episodes, subscribe to Chat Scratch wherever wherever you get your podcasts, and in two weeks' time you'll be notified of our next episode. Until then, it's goodbye from us. Bye. Bye. <laughs>